Harris's Enterprises is using the power of business to create a better world through its group of companies and the Tarrises Foundation. Tarrises creates innovative solutions to tackle social issues, including homelessness, healthcare, and sustainability. Visit tarrises.com to discover more. Yeah, the job kind of demands that, and also I would be a bit of a workaholic, yeah. so um, I, I work seven days a week. Um, I run all our social media, um, I do a lot of the viewings, I do all of the valuations, um, so a lot of that means that you're starting early. I mean, most working days, I'll be on the computer in around 5, 6 o'clock, very late in the morning. My phone will ring and start ringing half 6, 7. I do have customers, especially builders, who are on yeah. the ball and they, they start sharp and they know I do. Mm -hmm. I have one customer who says, there's only two people I can phone at this time of the day and you're one of them because they know I'll answer. Yeah. Um, and also I have a farm at home, so that means I have to be up and on the ball. Um, and we work right into whatever time's required at night. I think it was 10 or half 10 when I was coming down the drive last night. And it doesn't seem to phase you at all. You just, it doesn't you're used it. to it. But. There is a saying, you know, that if you do a job that you love, you mm -hmm. never work a day in your life. True. And it is a bit of a cliche, but honestly, if I didn't like what I was doing, I'd have done something yeah. else years ago, and I love this. In the last of our Female Entrepreneur series, we talked to Libby Clark of Joyce Clark Estate Agents in Portadown. Libby explains how passion for selling has led her to become one of the leading agents in the county and beyond. A love for farming and a wealth of property experience sees the businesswoman working seven days a week with early morning starts and late evening finishes. But despite this, Libby loves what she does and praises her work family on being the key to the success of the business. So Libby, I know there is a wealth of history around Joyce Clark and how it came to be, but just to start us off, I'd like to get to know you a little bit more and just your background and how you came to be involved in, in property. So the background, I suppose, in business in Portadown goes back decades. My father was a livestock and property auctioneer in Portadown. He had a business that was very well known just under the Anna Bridge called Automart Livestock Farm and Property Sales. So I was there from I was you know, primary school age, um, involved kind of probably in a, a fairly in the way sense when I was skipping about uh, chasing them around the place. But when I was kind of teens, then I really got interested. And actually, I sold my first property when I was 15. No way. Yeah. Um, you know, with dad guidance. Yes. Um, and, and I had a real interest in sales. Um, and obviously we sold a lot of livestock um, as well and, and daddy retired in 2002 right and I applied for a job actually at the company called Joyce Estate Agents yes and then I took it over bought it over in 2010 and that's how Joyce Clark came to be and really we haven't stopped moving since we're yeah. moving forward every year we're expanding our catchment um, and it's a small team but we're very effective and just when you were saying there, just picked up on um, your daddy retiring in 2002. Mm -hmm. And that's when you bought over Joyce, was no, it? No, I, I applied for a job oh, you applied with for a Joyce job Estate then. Agents. Ah, and then time. in 2010, Joyce Clark Estate Agents was born. Right. Um, I, I took over Joyce Estate Agents and, and we just updated the branding and the name and stuff then. And it has been quite a journey. Yeah, I would say. And whenever you took over then, what were the steps to buying over the estate agents in 2010 like how did you begin that journey well it was it was a pretty seamless one because Joyce estate agents the decision was there that they would like to sell and I have been managing mm -hmm. um, 
that company uh, for a number of years so it was a very seamless transaction for me yeah um and i retained the same team and really it was you know like quite straightforward yeah it really it was like nothing had changed um and i mean i have some of the team that were there then and from before then i mean i i have team members here leslie who's a fantastic girl heads up the rental she's been here 20 years from day dot then straight through yeah I mean, that's crazy. I think a lot of people would say going into business for themselves is really daunting, but it seems like you took it all very much in your stride. It's something that I suppose I'd been used to because yeah. dad had his own business. We also have a farm at home, which I run myself. So you're used to that level of independence and kind of having to make decisions, have to be in charge of cash flow and pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I've been brought up with. Yeah, so there was not nothing really unusual or out of... You know, something that you would have to learn it sort of all was there for you've been doing bits and pieces of it and it was really probably just changing the role as such yeah it, it obviously it was more responsibility yeah. um whenever joyce clark was born but it gave you a new drive and a new yes, focus definitely. Um, and that has progressed um i mean it is a team i i always say it's not just me it mm-hmm. is a team and we make decisions together about which direction we're going because I feel that we all are here. We spend so much of our life together in work yeah. and together that I chat through every idea. Or what do you think of this or what about that? And everything we do, whether it be their new branding or um, what route we're going to take for our marketing, um, it's a team decision and we all drive it forward together. Yeah, I think that would work really well, especially with the... The industry that you guys are in is very personable and you have to have that sort of sort of team relationship don't you you can suppose you can sort of bounce things off on one another and yeah and I, it is actually and i'm not just saying this, yeah it is a total pleasure coming into work every day because we have so much fun mm-hmm. the team are full of crack i mean they are diligent they're hard working and they put a lot of themselves into their working day yeah um and even when they're off on leave they pop in you know they're fantastic but we have such good fun um i mean people talk about their work family um mm-hmm. and how i mean we spend hours upon hours a week together yeah um so if there's something that they need or whatever from me they know that i'm always approachable mm-hmm. um and it works both ways i find them a joy to work with that's a lovely thing to be able to say about your team isn't it and like you say because you're spending so many hours together and i suppose it's not really a nine to five for you guys a lot of the time you would go outside of those hours yeah the job kind of demands that and also i would be a bit of a workaholic yeah. so um i i work seven days a week um, I run all our social media, um, I do a lot of the viewings, I do all of the valuations. Um, so a lot of that means that you're starting early. I mean, most working days, I'll be on the computer in around five, six o'clock at the very latest in the morning. My phone will ring, start ringing half six, seven. I do have customers, especially builders, who are on yeah. the ball and they, sh- they start sharp and they know I do. Mm-hmm. I have one customer who says, there's only two people I can phone at this time of the day and you're one of them because they know I'll answer. Yeah. Um, and also I have a farm at home, so that means I have to be up and on the ball. Uh, and we work right into whatever time's required at night. I think it was 10 or half 10 when I was coming down the drive last night. I'm a first and it doesn't wife. seem to phase you at all. You just, it doesn't you're used it, to it. There is a saying, you know, that if you do a job that you love, you mm-hmm. never work a day in your life. True. And it is a bit of a cliche, but honestly, if I didn't like what I was doing, I'd have done something yeah. else years ago. And I love this. And see, whenever you're saying about having to answer the phone and stuff, suppose 
because you love what you're doing, you don't mind that either. Do you know? No. And so it's, I, I quite like talking. Yeah. And, and I think part of a, a lot of our job is talking, and, and actually, we have to. It can be quite stressful for of people course. trying to jump from A, B, C, and maybe five, six properties in a chain. So we have to communicate. Um, we have this kind of unspoken rule that if, if somebody calls and you're out of the office, call them before you finish that yes. night. And we try to do that where possible. Um, so we, we find that communication is a strong, strong focus in, in this business and our customers appreciate it. But for me, chatting to people and talking to them and taking on board some of their worries or stress and saying, right, well, here's what we can do to help that. Mm-hmm. Here's how the process works. Here's how we we'll manage that. Um, and that helps. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, only recently I moved moved house last year and the stress, I've never experienced anything like it. But I know you're saying you can alleviate stress like that for, for people that are in the process of selling or buying. But do you ever feel stressed? Uh, well, I find that if I am feeling a bit tired or jaded or I've had a particularly kind of trying day, especially at this time of the year, if I get a walk around my cows at night, yeah. I just feel all the stress going away. Yeah. You probably don't realise what you're holding either, but just yeah. with how busy things are. Yeah, and we run live chat on our website, so it basically runs from 5 in the morning to 11 at night. Gosh. So cool. it comes through to my phone. Mm-hmm. So I do get quite a lot of that, um, especially in the evening and weekends. If I do social media previews, yeah. the live chat just goes Takes off. Uh, and, and I love that as well. And is it just you keeping on top of the live chat or do all the team get involved? Uh, during the day, some of the team will pick it up if I'm out in the road. But at night, um, it'll be me or the weekends, it'll be me. And then if we, for example, a property comes up there, when can we see that house? Tell me a bit about that house. Yes. Um, I need my house value. I can only do it at night or weekends or whatever. Whatever the query is, what's the current offer on a property? I mean, it's a bit like a test that you continually study yes. for because you have to have all that information. Um, but it works well because the world we're living in now, people want instant information. Instant information. And if yeah. they're having a problem, like we rent um, a lot of properties, but um, our we have a core business where we manage rentals, okay. about 140 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big responsibility. So if somebody is having a problem with a rental property, they know they can get hold of us. Yeah, it's vital. Yeah, yeah. it is. If somebody is wondering if their offer can be increased in, instead of missing that sale and, yes. and they don't want to hang it on a cliff edge from Friday and a Monday, mm-hmm. they know they can get us. And that's a service that we feel we're genuinely kind of out on our own offering that service locally yeah there's nobody else doing and it, it is absolutely vital for yeah. people i mean everything every hour feels like a day whenever you're yeah. in the process of moving it really does yeah when you're moving house whatever it is it just takes over your whole world yeah definitely definitely does but i was going to ask you there about the background of things so the likes of your website and your social media all managed in-house is it or do you outsource any of that um our, our website is hosted by property pal as many agents are okay all the updating of our we, we put in quite an intricate um system actually during lockdown mm-hmm. whereby um all our details we upload most importantly it's kind of a unique facility for example if you're selling a house through us when your property goes live on our system, our system is intelligent. It recognizes your email address. And if you register, you then can go into the back end of our system. You get a summary of your viewings. You get a summary of offers. 
there's any notes that may be you can send us notes at night we will obviously always communicate offers mm -hmm. we will send you emails and things but it's a summary so when you're sitting down at 10 or 11 o'clock on the sofa and going what did she say to me when she phoned it's all there and we find that's a value-added service for our customers Definitely. as well um, I'm, I'm just thinking as you're talking there about all these systems how much sort of input did you have in those Libby? Did, were these things that the team have sort of recognized they needed or would be beneficial or has it just sort of come along as as the business has progressed i think it's all part of the natural progression that yeah. we all find nowadays where we want things to be efficient, less chance of human error. So for example, if you book a viewing or evaluation through us, you'll get confirmation by email an hour before the appointment. You'll get a text reminder that that is happening. Mm -hmm. So then there are less people who forget about appointments. That's more efficient for us. Yes. Um, it's, it's better for homeowners that they haven't tidied the house and nobody turns up. Mm -hmm. All these kind of things and processes are progress. Yes. So as a team, we sat down, we looked at different types of software and we went for one and integrated it with all our information and it has really made our day seamless in yes, terms of streamlines everything and that gives us more time to talk to people yeah and um, is that how you would organize the team and yourselves your day-to-day -day is all sort of automated is it it is we yeah. have a diary that is a central diary and sharon who, who's kind of in charge of that will decide where appointments go where people are going to be make sure there's enough in the office enough out of the office um so we all i mean i, I can carry that on my phone i i can tell you every offer in any house i can tell you where yeah. i'm supposed to be um i can bring up all information at any time on, on my phone we can all do that which is just the way the world needs to be nowadays. exactly it makes life so much easier and going back i suppose whenever you first started in business that would have been a very different set up then very much i mean if you take that i've been selling property for 35 years yeah. um basically it was paper and pen mm -hmm. um and a lot of memory from one appointment to the next yeah but i think also the volume of work has increased so much that we need that backup and support and efficiency um and it is just the way the world has progressed i mean everything now goes to everybody's phones and that's part of our world as well and what would you find if there was, I was I was thinking there about the earlier days when there probably would have been more challenges in that respect, keeping a diary and being organised and, and that all being on you and your responsibility to, to look after that. Are there any challenges that have come along with the likes of software and, and the modern age, I suppose? I suppose like anything, if, for example, you have a day when it doesn't work, yeah. which thankfully we have never had a full day, but like anybody, um, I mean, your phones can go down, internet can connection can go down, somebody digging up the pavement can knock off your system for a while, and then you realise how heavily reliant yeah. you are on it. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we tend to print out a summary at the start of every day so that we have that information that we're never stuck. Yes. Um, and we never will be stuck because we have everything backed up. Um, so if, it's, uh, if it happens to be a, a kind of a, a blip in terms of the provider mm -hmm. it's always restorable within an hour two hours it's great to be able to have that back up just in case because i know whenever we're in work as well if our systems go down we are all totally digital yeah. it's very hard for us to get back on again if anything happens so the fact that you you can print out yeah. a summary and you can keep going is so important yeah and I suppose a lot of your business as well comes through via telephone. Would you still do as much over the telephone with people? Yeah, I mean, our phones are non-stop. Yeah. Um, if their calls aren't coming in, the calls are going out um, while we're trying to arrange appointments or give feedback. 
We also get a lot of appointments through email where people pick up on our social media and website and send us inquiries. Mm. We get a lot of business by referrals and word of mouth because you know if you put yourself out there and provide a good service, people tell other people. Yeah. Um, and again, that can be, they can phone me or they could text or, or use the live chat service. So it comes in many mediums. Mm-hmm. I suppose there are less people nowadays go through your front door of the office as such yes. but still um now that we're well out of COVID, you would still have quite a number of properties um that people come in to discuss especially in new developments because we would kind of be the leading um yes. sales agent for new developments in this area we sell hundreds upon hundreds of them every year and people need to come in and see plans and see orientations and things mm-hmm. that you can't have all that information because it it may be pre-planning approval and you can't put it online or ahead of where we want to release. So we find we still have a lot of customers come through the door as well. That's good, being able to see people in person. Yeah. And during COVID, how did that affect business? So basically, like everybody else, we stayed at home for the, you know, at the end of March 2020, they said, like, everybody stay at home, which was great because the sun was shining. Mm. Uh, you know, it didn't Make feel like forever, two yeah. weeks was uh, felt fantastic. And then we had to okay the sales maybe we thought right well we'll keep in touch with our sales clients so we're constantly kind of saying like you know where we are there's not much we can do at the minute but we'll keep in touch the rental properties we still had maintenance issues to deal with we still had you know uh, landlords needed their payments so we still had a core business and actually the rental system we needed to come in and do that right so there was a certain amount of that was like a a key worker yes. as such because we do such a large amount of that and people can't be left compromised living mm-hmm. in a property maybe with no heat or whatever so we were kind of um back in business maybe sooner than a lot of other properties uh, property agents um and then i went out when it was safe to do so um and we started marketing properties for sale yes and the way we did that was that the homeowners left the houses and i went and measured up did my thing did the C and D before I left, made sure all my door handles and everything were cleansed yeah. and then we were still able to continue offering a service um during that time. And it goes back to that saying, Well there's a will, there's a way. Definitely. And I like routine, mm-hmm. I like being busy. Um and some people quite honestly needed to move. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. because there was an urgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, and we did find that during COVID I think the really strong message that came out um, and, and there were some devastating times for people during yeah. COVID, but people actually put a real value, I think, for the first time on where they lived. Definitely. They appreciated the space they had, or perhaps it made them yearn more for needing more space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people really thought instead of where this was the place where they spent so much time at work and then come home, eat, sleep, and repeat the next day, all yeah. of a sudden their house was somewhere that they felt in control of and that hasn't left where people now really have a stronger bond with their house and their home more than ever you still see that continuation absolutely especially with so many people working from home Mm -hmm. we're seeing people all the time and they're not needing childcare anymore because the children um are are able to be at home while they're working or they're at school while they're working and that can only be a good thing to a certain degree that they're actually seeing more of their children exactly as a family unit they're more together 
uh, and the tea can be ready uh, for you know earlier in the day there's less stress on a lot of people now obviously there's still plenty of people going out to work mm -hmm. but there are a lot of people at home and I can see that it works for them yes and on the flip side of that um, they're saving quite a lot of money and perhaps they would value a larger home and that is keeping the whole wheel turning and do you think people are actively seeking more functional spaces spaces yeah. that have multiple uses and things would you see that more absolutely um, because you would see where people, maybe two people in one house working from home and maybe a young adult in the same house mm -hmm. and they don't want to be working at the kitchen table or in the living room or in their bedroom because it is hard to switch off then. Yeah. They like having a room or an area, whether it be an inside or an outside space, they like having somewhere that they can turn the computer off and walk away from it and I think that's good for them too. Definitely, to have that sort of space and yeah. separation. Mm -hmm. And just whenever we were talking earlier and you were talking about your life outside of here and the fact that you have a farm, do you see a crossover in that with, with work as well or is yeah. it very separate? I think the farm has always been a good uh, tool to educate me with. So there are certain things that... Uh, parts and elements of it that are key and that is mm. you, you can't be afraid of hard work yeah I have my farm to do before I come to work every day and when I go home at night and that doesn't change 12 months of the year it is a pleasure to do it but there are nights in the winter time <laughs> when the rain is coming at me sideways yeah. and maybe things not going right in the yard or something you're going oh my goodness there has to be an easier way but in general I love it but I think it gives you a really good work ethic yes you know you just don't knock off at five o'clock you know you come home you get whatever kids fed and then you head out to the yard and then you maybe come in and do some more work for the office and I think that has always been something where you, you, you know you're not idle and I no. think that's something that has transmitted into this you business. You can definitely see it, Libby. I mean, I know speaking to other people, you know, they definitely would feel longer hours and working for themselves, very stressful and strenuous and tiring. But you seem to take everything very much in your stride. And it's probably just... Genuinely, I don't really get yeah. very stressed. Well, unless I'm dealing with my teenage daughters. Yeah. Uh, but work-wise, I try not to get stressed because I think if you are constantly uh, on your A-game, and as positive as you can be, it transforms the rest of the team. It filters through to the customers. Uh, so I have a responsibility there, I think, to try and put your best foot forward. And that is something that my dad always said, you mm -hmm. know, you always have to see the positives in whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I find that easy uh, because there are so many positives every day. I mean, being able to get up and do what I do and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have friends and they're on oh, Monday again, you know, I... I hate my job, I hate the people I work with, I wish I had a better job. And you're like, well, you're in charge of your own life, yes. so I don't understand how people can go and work 40 hours plus somewhere and not enjoy it, mm -hmm. because life is too short. Get out there and do something it's that you enjoy. It's a lot of time to dedicate to something that you don't enjoy, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. But even just when you're saying there about work, you love work and you love your team and you love the farm, and yeah. is there anything that you don't like? Is there anything that you sort of think, oh, I could have a bit less of that? Not really. I think actually, if you keep busy doing the things you enjoy, I mean, it's not all sunshine every day. Of course, day. yeah. Uh, but g genuinely, I, you love it all. Yeah, I kind of do uh, because you're busy doing so many things. Yeah. You know, whether it be property or, uh, you know, my girls or or the farm or I'm involved in a lots of other things as well. I do a lot of charity work, a lot of fundraising. And I think when you're involved in all those things, you know, you're not going to sit down like your wounds. You get up and you get on mm -hmm. with it. And it's clear in particular with 
agriculture how much you love it because you're involved in a lot of different sort of capacities there aren't you yeah so i'm involved quite a lot in balmoral show mm-hmm. i'm on council there chairperson of the cattle committee um i'm on the finance committee um i've been involved in that for years uh so i've been a life member since i was four i think <laughs> So Balmoral is something that I've been brought up with. I commentate there every year yeah, uh, and I really enjoy it because after a long winter of working and maybe cows calving and things and not many nights out, then you get to Balmoral and you meet all your farming friends and mm-hmm. that's great. And you meet so many customers as well because I sell land and farms everywhere as well. Yes. And that is good fun mm-hmm. and it's great. And I do quite a bit of judging, whether it be, and I've judged every show in Northern Ireland. I've done some in the South, I've done the Highland show Takes across you all the water. Over. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's really good fun. But I also have some friends here that run sales. I have a friend and he's life livestock auctioneer and I help him with some things. Right, okay. And I have some friends then and, and they run sales on their farm four or five times a year and I help them. And I really enjoy that because that kind of brings a wee social element into it. Definitely. Where, yes, you're working, but there's plenty of fun. And I think you were talking earlier, just before we went on, about radio. And it's connected. You do a little bit of radio for Farming Life. Is that right? Uh, Farming Matters. Farming Matters. um, You know, down at BBC, I do Mm -hmm. that with Nicola Weir. Uh, Nicola kindly invited me in to do the pilot, I think, in 2020 Mm -hmm. with Donkey from the Grassman. Yes. And then she brought us back. Uh, and she keeps bringing us back and we have great fun I usually catch up with her um, for for four or six weeks at a time mm-hmm. uh, and then you get a call out, can you do another few weeks for us and we do a Balmoral uh, a live show there and stuff and Nicola's great she's taken a fantastic route with that programme and is so uh, diligent in terms of her research and, and the topics she's going to cover. And she's fearless, and I love being part of that as yeah. well. Isn't it crazy, though, where you can end up with all these different things? I mean, the agriculture has probably taken you down a route that you never would have foresaw. And the same way working with your dad at the livestock sales has taken you into property. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting to me where all these things are sort of these paths have led. Yeah, I- I find in Northern Ireland, most people are only one or two generations away from a farming connection yes. somewhere along the line, somebody's grandfather, whatever. And I went to Greenman College when I was 16. So mm-hmm. I went from all girls boarding school where they're obviously, you know, you were like water boys and yeah. boys before. <laughs> and then I went to Greenmount and I was the only girl there. Mm-hmm. And my daughter now, she's just started her year out at Greenman College and the people that I met at Greenmount when I was a teenager, if I meet them in, the, you know, wherever I meet them now, you pick up and you, it's like you, yeah. 30 years haven't happened in between. And those kind of friends for life stay with you and those connections stay with you. Mm-hmm. And that is the same in every kind of respect. When we had the Livestock and Property Mart, again, those connections stay with you forever. And I mean, many of the people that I've met in the journey along the way who would have been customers, I count as really good friends. Yeah. And that's that's kind of why you enjoy so much of what you do. Yes, definitely. And it's clear to see your enthusiasm for property. And I know at the minute the market is booming. It would be a really busy time for you guys. Do you find that that sort of peters out like gradually or does it just suddenly stop or what way do you foresee this market sort of going at the minute there used to be going back 10 15 years there used to be seasonal trends Mm. you knew kind of maybe july maybe christmas time things were a bit quieter and that 
changed. Yeah. Because people's lives changed. They weren't ruled by set holidays anymore and people were when they needed a house, they needed a house. When a builder needed to release ten houses, he did it, whether it was the week before Christmas. So the seasonal trends of such have changed. The market that we're in now is very strong for a number of reasons. Mm. As we've discussed, people value their homes more. For a while, there was quite a lot of people who had left the country for employment coming back home again. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing, which is quite refreshing actually, quite a lot of uh, graduates who used to have to go to America, London, wherever it was to get those jobs, are now working at home, say for an American company, and they are working maybe the American time, starting at seven in the morning, finished at lunchtime, and their earning capacity is massive. Yeah. And that means that workforce and that talent that we have isn't leaving Northern Ireland to the mm-hmm. same degree anymore. And I think that's, in a way, a really good thing. It's contributing as well to that property market at the moment. It is. The property market is people still see property as a solid uh, place to put their money yeah um, and there have been interest rates uh, that has risen but there are still very keen mortgage deals out there I mean there are mortgage deals for a period as long as up to 25 years with a locked in interest rate so if you meet the criteria there you know exactly where you are for the next 25 years and that's very reassuring for people mm-hmm. uh, and I think people will continue to have that vested interest in property yeah it's not investor driven 2006 2007 was very much investor driven this is a real market with real people buying property yeah and there have been a lot of changes has like very sort of close period of time a lot of changes since covid sort of came about to, to now have has there been a time before we've seen so many changes with property and mortgages and everything just sort of between interest rates up and down and different types of mortgages being offered and so many properties coming on and off market? I think there have been, for sure, more properties come to market in terms of especially the bigger properties. Mm. It used to be occasionally you would get a house at 400,000 plus and it would sit in the market for a while because there might be a chain of four below it. Now that's a very common occurrence. In fact, houses could be anywhere between there and a million pounds in this area. And for sure, they're getting keen interest from the start. And that, again, is because people are more focused on putting their money into something that they can actually touch and feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of them saved a lot of money during COVID. They didn't spend a lot of them now where they they may be working from home, they only need one car. They're putting things, their money into things that aren't depreciating. Yes. And I kind of understand that Mm -hmm. because uh, bricks and mortar are always seen to be a good investment. And when it comes to farmland, there's that saying where they don't make any more of it. Yeah. So it may seem dear on the day you buy it, but 10 years down the line, it'll look like good value. And that's exactly. the way it has been with farms. And what do you think future-wise? How do you see things going over the next couple of years? It'll, it'll depend, I suppose, on what mortgage deals and what mortgage rates there are. But certainly the lenders are still, even despite interest rates going up, um, with Bank of England, they have kept their mortgage offers really keen. There is a willingness to lend because they see that the clients are low risk. They have strong deposits. I mean, they're coming into us and the deposits are massive that mm-hmm. people have saved. So that means even there is any kind of adjustment or shift in the market, the banks are quite happy yes. that they're, you know, that they have made a good investment in the client because it really is the client that they're taking mm-hmm. the risk over and, and people are earning 
good jobs, uh, good money, and if there's two people there working together to pay a mortgage, the banks are happy. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just have to see, I suppose, how many more properties keep coming on the market. Certainly we see that the demand is probably the highest rate demand I have seen maybe in, I don't know, 15, 20 years in mm-hmm. terms of these are people who want to move into these houses. This is proper business. These are proper people. Yes. It's not an unsustainable investor-driven market. Mm-hmm. And is it quite fast-paced? Are you noticing houses selling quickly? Yeah, in, in certain price ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, we never have that goal to sell them in 24 hours. Yes. You know, I, I think actually in this kind of a market, it's the wrong thing to do for sellers. We like to get as many people through the door, whether that be usually a minimum of kind of two weeks marketing. I feel that we're doing the best service to, to home sellers. Also, people don't like being told, you can't see that house, we sold it yesterday or, you know. Yeah. So we do try and at least have that kind of two week window for marketing. And there may be offers come in during the way uh, that uh, people then may say, right, well, that's out of my range, I'll not be able to view that now. But certainly the speed is fairly fast paced, but we do like to manage it. We don't like it going too quick because we still need to do financial checks for the buyer. We have due diligence to do to make sure that we're able to present all the information to the seller. So it's not a race for us, mm-hmm. but it's about doing the best service that we can and getting the best result. That's experience talking. You can tell, yeah. do you know, is that just experience? You, it's you've picked it up over the years or yeah yeah. I've seen it so many times that um a house goes on and it's sold the next day Mm -hmm. and to be honest with you um I for me personally I think that's probably um not the way that things should be done if you were selling a house you might think that's great and then am I telling you that there's 10 more people want to view it yes you wonder then goodness should I have left them should I have got more mm-hmm. it just depends I mean the, the person who puts the offer on in, in the first 24 hours may end up being the buyer yeah we're not ruling them out but we just need to make sure that we've done due diligence that we've seen agreements in principle for mortgage we've seen proof of deposit mm-hmm. we just need people to make sure as well from a buyer's point of view that they're taking the time to consider what they're doing, that they really love the house, that they're not jumping in maybe because they've been missed out on something else. So we do like people to go in with their eyes wide open mm-hmm. and we like our sellers to know exactly everybody's circumstances and then try and lock a sale down. And then that in turn means that we have a very, very, very small fall through rate, mm-hmm. which I think it's efficient for ourselves, but it's also better for sellers yeah um very very small amount of properties don't proceed and usually that's if something comes at a buyer or seller that they weren't expecting yeah. and that happens and there's an amount i suppose of managing people's expectations too of the the time scale that things can take and people do there's an urgency they want things to move quickly but it sounds like you would have you know a way of managing those expectations and and letting people know that this is in their best interest i think so i think it's all down to communication mm-hmm. and for example I would say at the minute nine out of ten of our home sellers have no idea where they're going whenever we put their house on the market so we tell the viewers the our sellers are actively looking they haven't seen somewhere or they haven't got an offer accepted yet so the time scale is still a little bit fluid mm-hmm. we will update you as you go along so that may mean that somebody who needs a house in eight weeks that may not be the property for them 
but I, as long as there's no surprises if you tell them from the word go yes. people try and find a way to make it fit definitely and for Joyce Clark then what is the future what are you thinking have you anything in the pipeline or I know your catchment area has certainly grown over the last couple of years yeah our catchment area is continually pushing out uh, and that is kind of a natural progression where word of mouth uh, we're getting higher and higher recommendations and reviews from clients and also farmland I would sell it kind of in six counties because I would have the connection still with farmers so that brings you out to a bigger area as well and I would like to continue what we're doing I think we have to keep always an eye on what the markets are doing what the marketing should be what we need to change I think if you can't just say well we'll just keep doing what we're doing exactly yeah we need to keep pushing our boundaries in terms of what we're doing but for me the core thing is we still have to keep delivering that service, service. communicating mm -hmm. to our customers and enjoying what we do mm -hmm. and would you have any advice for anybody who was thinking of going out on their own in terms of property and real estate and maybe starting out on their own I think if you're considering a career in this, mm -hmm. I think you definitely need at least five, ten years experience to know what the pitfalls are, what what the you know, the highs and lows may be, but you absolutely need the experience to deal with situations. If you're gonna be the one in charge, if you're gonna be the one writing a check with the bills, mm -hmm. you need to know that you know the, the property game inside out. And the other thing is you have to be prepared to work seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, even even you're not out with clients every single day, your brain will never switch off. You'll mm -hmm. always be dealing with emails, dealing with uh, management things for, for property rentals. You just have to be prepared that that will be your way forward. Yeah. It's not nine to five. You just don't walk out through the door anymore and see in the morning. It is big. Harris's Enterprises is using the power of business to create a better world through its group of companies and the Tarrises Foundation. Tarrises creates innovative solutions to tackle social issues, including homelessness, healthcare, and sustainability. Visit tarrises.com to discover more.